Hi, it's your host Matilda. And your other host Hadiza. And, and you're listening, listening to the, the Africa Lipso Podcast. All right, welcome back, guys. So on this week's episode, we wanted to talk about unpaid internships. And one of Hadiza's friends, Tolu Obalade, has a podcast. And he had an episode where he talked about unpaid internships. And I thought it was a really interesting episode. So we brought him on today. Hey, Tolu. Hi, how are you guys doing? Good. We're good. How How's your week? Hey, it's been chill. I got snowed in, so I'm hoping I don't have to go to work. I probably have to, but that's life. Well, what part of um, America do you live in? Like, what state? I live in Maryland. Okay. Does it get, like, really cold there? Yep. It's, I mean, it's degrees Fahrenheit in this country, unfortunately. So, it's one day, it's, mi- it's minus one degree Celsius at this point in time. Minus like, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's um, currently, like, minus 14 here. So, and this is not the coldest. And he's saying, oh, he hopes they shut down work. Minus one. <laughs> it's not the cold; it's the snow, man. It's, it's obviously the snow. Even it's with the snow, yeah. <laughs> Just let it go. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> All right. So, could you introduce yourself? Like, what do you do? What did you study? All right. Um. So, I went to the University of Maryland, College Park. I studied economics. I had a, I have a bachelor's of arts in economics with a minor in global poverty. I schooled in Nigeria, then I lived in England for two years where I did my A-levels. And then when that didn't really work out, I moved to the U.S. And now I currently work as a fiscal and policy analyst for the Baltimore County Auditor's Office. Mm-hmm. And I also have a podcast called Stories from 96. Yeah, which you guys should check out, by the way. Yeah. You can talk a, a lot more about it, like, at the end. Mm-hmm. I think it's so important that you explain, like, you know, why you chose to have the podcast. Because, yeah, I think it's really good. But yeah, talking about the um, the topic, unpaid internships, um, it's it's something that really caught my attention because as Hadiza knows, last year I was away on um, from school for, for a paid internship and listening to all the pros that you had on unpaid internships, I was like, why not just get a paid one, you know? So that's my stance on it, but I wanted you to kind of highlight what exactly it was that you thought was really good about it. Just tell us a bit about paid internships, you know? I mean, so the first thing, like the internship thing, so when I first got to the University of Maryland, I used to go to a lot of career services events because, you know, miles wouldn't be hired when I leave because I knew my father was cutting me off for all that money and I wanted to live a luxurious lifestyle, quote-unquote. So, um, <laughs> so basically, I used to go to the and every time I spoke to alumni or I spoke to people, they always mentioned internships. And they were always basically like, regardless of whether it was paid or unpaid, that I should get an internship. And to me, I'm like, you know, I flew all the way from Nigeria. I spent all this money. I do all this. You know, I need to be making my own kind of bread, right? Mm-hmm. And I shouldn't obviously be working for free because I believe my standards are higher to work for free. Hmm. And as over time went by, I realized, sister, that's not how life works. Like, you can email. I kid you know, if you don't really have work experience, you can email a lot of people. They're not going to reply you. 
like one thing you know about Americans, they won't reply you if you email. If I email hundred places, like two people will reply you. Mm-hmm. And some people that may reply you might also even be two rejections. And when I was applying to internships at first, I was just thinking L L L L L L like a kid, you know, nobody was waking up in the morning hustling for this guy. And I have a good GPA, you know, I'm charismatic, blah blah blah. So I went through a professional development program called the Global Semester Program at the University of Maryland, which helps college students since we since we're right beside dc which like 30 minutes train rides to dc mm-hmm. they try to pair students with agencies in the federal government so i had students at the department of state i had students at the department of energy and so on and so forth so that's how i got into the whole unpaid internship thing some of the smartest people i was seeing i saw them getting experience and i saw the fact that the work experience was paying off I felt I needed to differentiate myself because I was like, I'm smart, right? But clearly when I'm applying to stuff, I'm not getting into this stuff. Like to me, it doesn't really make any sense. So what can really make me stand out in regards to my peers? And that's why I started, that's why I went for an unpaid internship and did multiple unpaid internships over the time, mm-hmm. over three or multiple, three unpaid internships to be specific over my time in college. And um, you had said that you did try to get a paid one at first, right? I mean, uh, yeah, sir. I thought, you know, you know, you you know, because here's the thing. I thought that I here's the thing I realized that people just as smart as me who are applying for the exact same position as me. Mm-hmm. And there are people who are like the job I have. I'm not trying to brag. And I always say by the grace of God, I got all the stuff I have. But the job I currently have, people with master's degrees applied for it. I didn't get it. Oh, damn. So you need to realize that there are months with the same level of intellectual book that you have or even smarter that are not getting positions because there's more to that than what people are looking for. And that's one of the things that you will learn through the whole internship process that nobody's going to wake up after, like literally nobody knows my GPA in my office. Nobody's going to, in my, yeah, when I send my transcript to my boss, she's like, good job. She's never mentioned it again. Like nobody cares about your GPA once you've actually gotten a job. Yeah. The care about all the other stuff. And I think that's what you should focus on. Sorry, I think I diverted from your first question. No, no, yeah. Yeah, I had initially asked that um, you try to get a paid one first, right? Because according to Guardian, they say that about half of the 1.5 million uh, internships that are available in America are unpaid as of 2016. So, like, I'm wondering if that was a factor to why you did three unpaid internships rather than get one that's unpaid and then get a paid one after. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I mean? I'm also wondering, on on the same notes as what Matilda just said, I'm just wondering if, like, the unpaid internship is easier to get than paid. Oh, so, okay, so going back, let me answer Matilda's first question. Why didn't I bother getting a paid internship? I tried. So I actually got interviewed by J.P. Morgan. They flew, me, they flew me out to New York. Pay for my oh! taxi, blah, 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 right? Okay. And I got rejected the next, and I got rejected the next day. Well, you drove to New York, The day though. after. It doesn't matter. I mean, it doesn't matter if somebody flew me over and paid for a hotel if I get rejected the next day. Yeah, 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 what you mean, yeah. And to be honest, yeah, so it's like I did try to get that stuff. And I also, at first, I thought that, you know, I was worth a paid internship. But I think you have to get a reality check to realize where you are. And you have to, like, assess what are your skills and mm-hmm. what do you bring to the table. And I felt that after telling all these errors. <laughs> I realize I actually don't have as much skills as I think I have. I have lots of skills applicable to what is needed for a student in college, but not what is needed for somebody in the workforce. And I think that's where you have to bridge that gap. Going on to Hadiza's question, sorry, could you repeat the question again? So Are it you? was, I think you kind of answered it already, but I was basically asking if it was easier to get the unpaid internship versus the paid internship. Oh, no. I mean, it took me about six months to get my unpaid internship. Oh, okay. Right? It took me about six months. I applied to multiple different places. 
And I said, master's, and I'll tell you this, I know people who have master's degrees who take on, who take on paid internships. Huh. Master's degrees, right? So I'm not, this is not even, so you, you, got, you see where I'm coming from there? Yeah. People who are intelligent, who are smart, who have but even better resumes than me that are still applying for unpaid internships. So it's, you have to see your perspective. And I said, this only comes from me talking about the social science field, because that's where, that's my expertise. That's what I can relate to. Mm-hmm. But there are lots of people who are older, who are smarter, who are also intelligent, who are doing this because they know it's a stepping stone to the next thing. So that's why, so yeah, so that's basically the reason why. Yeah, what you said last actually kind of segues into my next point of discussion, kind of what I was thinking, because you said mm-hmm. you're coming from the social science point of view, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a thing of the program that you're in. I feel like Canada has more rules against like exploitation than America because okay to me it's coming from my opinion because I don't mm-hmm. I, I don't think everyone shares this but I I kind of think that it's corporate exploitation the internships because you're saying that people that even did a master's I feel like at the point of a master's degree like after you graduate a master's degree to some extent you need to have had skills that are useful in the workplace. Now, if they are working on paid internships, they are bringing skills to the table, regardless of how you're saying, okay, yeah, you don't think that your level was the working level. You think it's a student level. I feel like I'm going on and on and on, but um, my point is just the fact that you are bringing skills to the table and every job trains their employees regardless of whether you are qualified for the job or you're not, they still train you when you go into the job, right? Uh, yeah, so let me start from there. You just said they train you when they go into the job. Yeah. That's what every employer wants to know that you have. You are trainable, right? Yeah. That, you are, that they can actually teach you and can actually learn. How the heck are they going to know that if they never have a, a way to assess you in the workplace? There, you can be a great student and a terrible worker. Okay. That's the honest truth about it. You can be a great student, a terrible worker. Because you have a master's degree, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to sit down and fit into my workplace and my working environment. But that's what interviews are for. Yeah, but then when you interview, see, I've, because I've been on both sides of it. I've interviewed people for like some positions that I've had in my executive board, like be on the Economic Association of Maryland, right? At a point in time, I didn't really care what your GPA was, right? The only person's GPA I cared about was the person I wanted to tutor other people in economics. Because you don't know what you're teaching people, then that's bad, right? Mm-hmm. But obviously, I want to know about your skills. I want to know about situations and circumstances. I know they ask you in interviews a lot. They ask you questions like, what did you do? Tell me about the situation in which you had to make a difficult choice, in which you had to plan. People are more interested in hearing this kind of situation. They can see it in a workplace environment. Why? Because they can see themselves in it. Like, I kid you, you know, I'm working people who are 10 years detached from school. They don't remember any of this school stuff anymore. They don't really see your perspective. So then you're honestly just a blind slate and they want to teach and they want to know whether you're teachable. And coming back to why do some people, does it look like exploitation? I think it's really perspective. One, you apply for this thing willingly. Nobody forces you to work on paid. Okay. That's what I truth about it. If you feel like you know you don't want to do on paid, then don't do it. I've had some friends who are like, I can't do on paid. They're like, I can respect you for it. But to me, I suck it up and it's worked for me. I don't believe because it's worked. I always say this from my perspective. This worked for me and it was amazing for me. doesn't mean it's amazing for you, but I'm going to state out the reasons why it worked for me. And if you want to do yeah. it, be my guest. 
But at the end of the day, the fact that there are people online, there are people who move from around the country to Washington, D.C. to work and pay. Hmm. People who move. They move so, to work on pay. And there's a reason why, and there are many reasons, and this is what I'm telling you, there are many reasons why, like, you can't tell me people are stupid. My boss, who's currently the deputy county auditor for the Baltimore County Auditor's Office, she worked on paid in Congress when she was in college. The former, what's it called, the legislative director of the office I worked for in Congress, she worked on paid as an intern in college. It's just how I feel about it. And then coming back to the discussion as to why they like certain jobs pay, right? To be very honest, most government places are broke. They are literally financially budgeted down to the T. To be very honest with you, some of them can't afford to pay their interns with the really why they built. Do I agree with it? To be honest, not really. There's a whole debate about it in Congress now about paying interns and a living wage and how people complain that. You know, we should raise the minimum wage, but they don't pay their interns. It's a discussion about it right now. But some people are actually broke. Nonprofits are usually broke. They basically do get money from grants. They get money from grants. They get money from governments. Usually the stipulations on those grants is for a specific program. They can't use to pay people. So a lot of these people don't have money. Why can a Fortune 500 company like JP Morgan fly me out? They have enough money to fly me out and pay for a hotel room. They have enough money to do all that stuff. They have enough money to pay their interns. Yeah. They make billions. They really do have enough money. Why can a company like both pay their interns and pay them literally 25? I think we was making like 30 bucks an hour in college. Of course they can pay their that. So it comes down to the fact that the government does not have the same amount of financial resources to be able to pay not all departments, right? But in general, to be able to pay somebody the same as private sector, private sector makes more money. Of course they can do that. Okay, yeah. Okay, what you're saying is that um, yeah. it's you're arguing from the perspective of the government, right? But yeah. it's not just the government that does that or yeah. non-profits. There are still many private companies that... To be very honest, they can afford to pay their interns because they are doing the work of actual employees, but they don't. But there aren't rules that cover that necessarily. I mean, the truth about it is, yeah, I mean, there are people who maybe have the financial capability to pay somebody and they don't, right? Mm-hmm. There are some people, and I can't say that, and I would stamp with you, and there are some people who do have that. But I do believe from a general consensus that a lot of people who do, I honestly don't have the money. They pay their interns. A lot of people, what they do is literally they give them a living stipend. They give them a working stipend. They give them money to be able to cover the cost of conversation. And some people give them academic credits. But at the end of the day, it's like you are not there. And I tell people, the internship, if you're thinking internship because you want to make money, that's different. You're there for the experience. And I think you have to realize why you're doing this. Because if you're going for an unpaid internship in somewhere that you honestly love mm-hmm. and you want to work for, right? Yeah. Knowing fully well, and, if, and I talked about in my podcast how to balance it, so I'm not going to go that deep into it now. But knowing fully well that it's actually going to be a positive result for me, then you do it. And I didn't work on pay for a year. I didn't work on paid 40 hours a week. Mm. I'll do like 20 hours, three days or two and a half days, to be honest. Okay, so you didn't like, work on paid full-time? Of course not. I mean, I know somebody who's worked on paid full-time and I don't know. That, I don't recommend anybody to work on paid full-time because you still need a so certain... Are you going to pay Yeah. Yeah, did you yeah, want to talk about that, income. like... Um, I, for me, the only reason why I kind of disagree with unpaid internships, for me, like I understand, like... Of course, like um, I would take an unpaid internship if I wanted to gain experience that was relevant to my field. It, it's not really about making money at that point because eventually you would still make money if you have that experience, right? But then coming from the yeah. perspective of like, okay, if you have like, if they're, okay, the stats were 50% of internships are unpaid, right? Mm-hmm. And you have mm-hmm. like a lot of people going through school who 
actually can't afford to be in an unpaid internship. I just feel like it it just doesn't seem fair that only people who sort of have the privilege to like take an unpaid an unpaid internship actually get that experience, right? Yeah, a lot like, of people yeah, see yeah. that. Let me hit you let me hit you back there. So let me hit you back there. Uh-huh. It's like at the end of the day, one, it's your decision. And that's what I want to tell you. Two, I fully do understand the fact that there are people who do do that. There are people who do ha- don't have the who do work for themselves and sustain themselves and don't have that ability to be able to do to go for an unpaid internship, right? But my belief is, and this is what I'm speaking to, it's those people then I can say, no, don't do it, right? Yeah. Or find a way to balance it out on your schedule. But I know people who are work, work, working 40 hours a week in college who are balancing internships to working jobs. That's what I'm telling you. This is that if you're taking an unpaid internship, you're doing that to maximize a certain amount of value and also the value added. I'm an economics major. I can go into a lot of complicated nonsense, right? And talk about human capital model and signaling model and some of that stuff that can make you understand it from a scientific point of view. But the long and short of it is basically like, so basically for those people, then I'll say, yeah, don't bother doing it. But I don't want us to focus on those people who their financial situation is so peak that they can't afford to do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm not trying to focus on those people. Okay, I can I just object for one second? I'm so yeah, sorry. Sure. Okay, so the thing is that I, I know that we are arguing that we are saying that it's I, I'm trying to stick away from the word arguing because we're not arguing. Mm-hmm. Right yeah, we're not arguing. We're just yeah, yeah. So I just always say argue and then discussion. it's people. Discussion. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Discussion. Right? Yeah. So the, the, discussion. the discussion we're having is about individuals, right? Like ev- everyone knows in the sense of it that for the individual, it's doing you more of a favor than it's ever going to harm you. You're gaining experience and that experience mm-hmm. you can capitalize on it in the future. For the individual, mm-hmm. yes, it makes sense. And I, mm-hmm. I, I completely support that. But as a system, I think that that is the problem, like the unpaid internship system, because I think it's a system that basically keeps the poor poor and makes the rich richer because the rich people who can afford to not get paid will continue doing unpaid internships and keep having getting the experience. And the people that cannot afford it, because you're saying, okay, they work 40 hours a week. But what if you need that 40 hours to work a paid job to even sustain going to school, living, rent? Do you get what I mean? So I can't get that um, internship. I can't. And then it's, it's just a system that keeps you in your socioeconomic um, bracket, basically. So, so let me... I don't want to interrupt you, but to be rude, I'm sorry, I don't want to be nah, rude. I interrupted just you, okay, go, so okay. So just, just to be real, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is life. Life is not fair. Does it? Life is not going to wake up in the morning and give you what you want. Life is not going to... Life is not going to say... You, I've seen my dream job online. I've applied for it. I first got applying for my unpaid internship. I applied for it. I thought this was the perfect thing. I thought I was going to get it. I didn't even support the government for like three weeks. They applied anywhere else, but I said I was the perfect thing. Waited for three weeks and I got rejected. When life opens, I know people who have been unemployed for four months, three months. When you reach certain aspects of your life and you start to see that, dang, this is where I am at now, you will see. I tell you that there are people who hustle and who work, the people who don't sleep, to be very honest. There are people who work 60-hour weeks and are in school yeah. full-time. There are people who do crazy stuff. But so is my it thing healthy? Is, if you're going to... We come to whether it's healthy. Lots of people who do unhealthy things in college. But my perspective of it is this. If you want to really get something, you're going to put 100%. You're going to break your back. You're going to sweat. 
when I was in my unpaid internship, I was living off my credit card. I had like almost a thousand dollars in debt. But do you was, see? Do you I see the like, things that we are wait, encouraging? Wait, wait, it's a system that's yeah. encouraging those things, which you're which aren't that. healthy. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So then, what is the alternative? Do you think you're just going to wake up and the Fortune 500 company is going to wake up and just be like, "Here, I want you"? Do you think you're going to wake up and walk into the government with no experience and they're going to be like, "Yeah, this is the perfect guy"? Do you think your best experience is going to tell somebody is, "Oh, hey, I got an A in my class in"? what's it called? I got my A in my class in macroeconomics theory, so therefore I deserve to work in. Who cares? That's the other truth about it. Who cares? Here's like, what I am I am like going for is that I'm not saying they should pay you like amazingly. I'm saying even if it's minimum wage, minimum wage is usually what is given to like unskilled workers, right? But yeah. I'm doing work for you, even though like I'm mm-hmm. learning, right? I'm not saying pay me the biggest salary. I'm saying even the minimum. Because, okay, I'm no, coming in but, to but learn and gain experience. Obviously, there's yeah. still the interview um, process. I'm not I'm not mm-hmm. saying that you should just give me the job. No, but like yeah. I've volunteered in school. I've had maybe retail jobs. I've had transferable yeah. skills. I've had an education. I bring something to the table. Interview me. But like the thing is that if I'm in an internship and I am helping your business thrive in some way, you are mm-hmm. teaching me. Why don't you pay me the minimum required by the government? And the government can put in laws to ensure that this happens. You get what I mean? I think the reason... Sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. Here we, let me hear we are. If the, if the government or the federal government, Congress is useless, trust me. Well, if the federal government wakes up in the morning and puts in a law to say that students have to pay their interns, there'll be no more interns. You think so? Um, I feel like the the thing about I don't I don't agree. Okay, even if there are no more interns, then the system would have to shift where um companies would no longer look for if you've had work experience because they know like fifty years. Yeah, work because because they would know because okay okay let's think think about this. It's like uh-huh. you the government puts in a law that says um okay you have to pay your interns at least minimum wage. Okay. Because suddenly mm-hmm. companies no longer have interns. So what happens yeah. is companies would also no longer expect that students have had work experience coming into they working will. with them. How? How they would they? How will. would they expect? How would they expect they students to get will. that work experience if they because see that they the vast majority of people they would and their positions would go unfilled. So here's the thing. You're one of what you're talking about mm-hmm. hypotheticals and you're talking about ifs. And I'm talking about perspective based on interviews I've been in and what people want to see. Mm-hmm. People want to see that we can work with you. Let me tell you, people want to see that they can call a reference who has sat down with you in the workplace and can vouch for you. That's what they want to see. They want to hear people that sound like them. They only hear people that have similar experience and do similar work as them. The person who gave me my reference for my current job is a, is a policy analyst. Mm-hmm. They only hear from people like that. My perspective on it is that the system is, do I agree that the system is unfair? Sure. There's a lot of other unfair systems. It's America. There's a lot of racial inequality. There's a lot of feminism. Well, Men don't get paid me, the same as women. It's more but it doesn't necessarily mean that. Yeah, but my personal belief is that it doesn't necessarily mean that because the system is not unfair, I should not take advantage of what is there. Honestly speaking, it's just an honest curiosity because I think you want, and I understand where you're coming from, you think it's going to solve the situation. I've seen corporate America, like I see it every day when I was in Congress. I see it every day when I use the news. Corporate America doesn't give another dollar as you as an individual. Yeah. They give another dollar their bottom line. And if they're going to hire you to improve their bottom line, then they want to see that you can actually do something for them. And let's put in corporate America away. People, like, 
there are more educated people every single day. Workforce is more competitive. We're talking about globalization and the fact that somebody can honestly call somebody from a different country and hire them. Mm. We've reached the point at which that your job can honestly be outsourced to somewhere in a different country. Mm. So you want to suck up for three no, it's robots depending on what kind of job because obviously all those robotic articles they overstate it. But moving on. But <laughs> are you gonna tell me that now you should basically think like that's the thing I talk about people in college, because you have a degree doesn't mean that somebody's gonna hire you. Yeah. It's the honest truth. And it's unfortunate to say, I don't care if you have sixty thousand dollars loan, you have a hundred thousand dollars loan, it doesn't mean somebody's gonna hire you. There are people who graduate from college and are unemployed for a year, two years. There are people with master's degree who graduate who are unemployed. Yeah. This is life. Like, and this is why I'm trying to be real. And I think I'm sounding like some blunt and horrible person, but you have to realize that this no, is true. Life is bitter. Life is hard. Life doesn't even give a damn. But if these are the certain things that they want, people want to see. And the thing is, it's not for your benefits. It's for theirs. And it's wrong, right? Yeah. The system is wrong. It's for theirs, but then their benefit reaches out to you. As I said, I was broke during those situations. I'm not broke now. The people I know who are working on paid, I'm making a lot of money now. Literally. The but but work, Tolu, you don't work. have student debt, do you? I mean, I don't have student debt. And yes, I can say that. Okay. I don't have student debt. But a lot of but people at point would at time, this yeah, point. But at, yeah, but at the point in time, first, yeah, at the point in time in which like, I was financing myself, like I was paying my bills, I was doing all that stuff myself. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't that my parents were like, sending me money and I was going for internship too. I was still financially responsible for myself and I was still working two jobs outside of that. Yeah, not to undermine you, and not at all. Yeah, I get what you mean. No, no, like, people are putting in so a yeah, lot of work, but tuition-wise, though, Yeah. I mean, I've, I've heard that people in America come out, even mm-hmm. domestic students, come out with yeah. student debt of up to like $100,000. Yeah, so, I mean, the average is $33,000. The amount of people, because I took a class on the economics and education, so this is something I know a lot about. But the average student does about thirty, thirty-two thousand dollars there. Okay. I mean, the people that actually have a hundred thousand dollars in student from undergrad, right? It's for people who went out of state. And honestly, yeah. you know the difference between people who went out of state because in the in America you pay out of state tuition it can honestly be double of the amount and depends yeah. on the package and all of that stuff. It's very, very America's student loan, whatever, is very, very complicated. But the longer and shorter of it is that even though these people that have hundred thousand dollars in debt, but I'm saying that like you're doing in, better now, but a lot of people would still be paying up. The, the average payment for something like the average, it depends, and it depends on how much debt. That's a lot of ifs and a lot of hypotheticals. But one, if you're unemployed, you'll be paying your student loans off. That's just one I want to say. Mm-hmm. Two, you're still going to pay the exact same amount regardless of whether you're making $33,000 a year and you're making $60,000 a year or $100,000, you still be making the exact same amount. Is that correct? Okay. You're still paying the exact same amount back. If you're paying $500 a month for your student loans, right, let's just estimate that, for the next 20 years or whatever, you're still going to be paying that with $50,000 or with $30,000. I mean, yes, but then are you you taking into account the interest that you are incurring regardless? The interest is small. It's 2% for state. It's 2% for state. Unless you took personal loans or federal loans, it's 2%. It's fine. Or 3%, you're fine. And there's income. There's income-driven repayments. A lot of other nonsense you can do, so forget that. But I'm saying, let's say on average, you're paying $500 off. And that's why I want to give you a scenario, right? Okay. If you're making $30,000 and you're making $100,000, which one costs more to you? Not a hundred thousand. Okay. Yeah, I was like coming out of university. Which one will cost? Which one will cost more to you? Say say that again. Sorry. So if you are making thirty three thousand dollars coming out of college and you are making seventy five thousand dollars on your starting salary, which one would 
you and you're both paying the exact and on that so your student knows at five hundred dollars which one would be harder for you maybe on thirty three thousand or seventy thousand Places thirty three because you're not making as much as like. 70. Okay, now if you're not making as much, right? If you want to, if you want to get a job that is seventy thousand dollars, right? Both of you have the same resume. Both of you have the same GPA. Both of you took the same classes. Both of you have the same similar stuff, similar volunteer experience. And one person has worked for a company that has the exact same similar skills of what you're doing now. Who would you hire? The one with that's, more of experience. And that's, and that's just the argument. That's and that's just what I want. I'm not arguing with you. But that's what I want to say. My aim is not to be right, but sometimes you have to open your eyes. And I say, you have the preference and the privilege because my cousin is an electrical engineer. Then I posted out the link. The guy's first response was, no, the unpaid internship thing is a scam. Because guess what? He's an engineer. If I was an engineer, I wouldn't take an unpaid internship. But yeah, why, why is that? Yeah, why yeah, is there that yeah, unfairness yeah. in like, just because of the it, program that you study? That's not, that's how it is. The federal government, that's how, that's how it is. That's why I told you the boss has done it unpaid. Hmm. My other my other people that worked in the building are paid. The guy that I was working with as an intern when I was in Congress, who currently works for Congress right now, right? He was unpaid. Like, there is so Your many other people. <laughs> what? Sorry, no, we're like, so in summary, take engineering, your parents were right all along. No, I mean, you always make more money. In, you see, the honest truth about it is you always make more money. The starting salary for engineering and economics is higher, right? By the end of the day, your starting salary is always going to end. No, it's not. You can always get a master's degree and change what the heck you want to do. There are other things that will matter. But what I'm saying is that, yeah, I feel it's easier to get it in engineering. And bear with me, I'm an international student as well. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't even qualify for certain jobs and or positions oh, yeah. because people just didn't want to hire me because I was not hireable because they don't want to pay for all that visa stuff as well. Yeah. Fam. No, literally. So that's another reason why I took it. I think that's another aspect to me. Because fam, if I want to chase that work experience, right, so that I can actually get a job which it worked for me, right? If it didn't work for me, then maybe you can question it, but it's worked for me and so many others. If I chase that work experience to get a job and it worked for me, I'll tell you to do the same. Yeah. Not because I think that this work experience thing working on paid is a nice thing to do. It isn't. <laughs> it's hard. Literally. Some days you're frustrated at work and you're like, you're frustrated, you're not getting a paycheck. Yeah. Oh, the first time I got a paycheck at my own job, I was like, hallelujah. For <laughs> me, when I'm out there at my job, I remember it's Friday morning and I see the money at my account. I'm like, ha, you know, I can head back. But at the end of the day, I wouldn't be here. I would have literally, be, when I was impressing them in the interview, I was telling them all about the internships I had. When I told my boss that I entered for Congress, she was like, oh my gosh, I entered for Congress as well. And she named a really old guy that I probably don't remember because she's well ahead, well ahead of my time. But do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a thing. It's like, and that's where it comes from. And I tell people all the time, it's like every individual situation is different, right? But there are certain things that I've seen. I've seen a lot of people who are working unpaid, who are working unpaid here in schools, right? Working on at the University of Maryland, went to the same program as myself and they're working in different places. Uh-huh. And they're making a lot of money. Like people, the thing with the unpaid thing is that people think it's going to be like that for the rest of their life, or it's going to diminish their value. It isn't. It's value added. I mean, literally. I, I, okay, I agree with everything you said. Like, I feel like for sure it makes, because that is the system now, it makes sense mm-hmm. that, like, if, like, you're going to look for anything to give yourself an edge, unpaid internship, paid internship, mm-hmm. whatever internship you're going with, to, regardless, internship, yeah. Like, it, whatever mm-hmm. you have to do to give yourself that edge, suffer now and then to pay off later on, right? Mm-hmm. I agree with that 100%. It's just that I just, um, I feel like as a system in general, it just needs to change. Because, okay, for example, in Canada, in Can- Canada actually has rules against, like, mm-hmm. unpaid internships, right? Well, to an extent. Because, like, I, anyway. I feel like, I feel like, um, I agree with, like, 
people should do internships if they can. They should try and get it if they can. And if they're if it's within their capacity, they should. And telling people to to not take the opportunity because you want to change the system is not very good advice, I would say, because nope. you're not really helping the individuals are not really helping themselves just to change the system. But like the, from the government level, like if people are able, people are able to go up to government to say, you need to set rules in place to make sure that these things are not happening. Like in the whole government, the whole government can't be having like so many unpaid interns. And the fact is, even if they put rules in place, I believe that the system would change. The system would system shift always like um, goes back to um, expectations ready. would change as well. Like if things won't remain the same if the rules suddenly change, you know, or like things wouldn't like they won't have the same expectations if rules suddenly change. That's what I believe. And then you can even see that from the Canadian government. Like what what was the what's the law in Ontario, for example? Basically they just define employees more solidly and they give you guidelines as to what an employee and what an intern is. Mm-hmm. Basically. Um, the company is not meant to benefit so much from them. So, but that's not the case, especially in Nigeria. I mean, like, so you did an internship, like mostly in the U S right? Like you did internships mm-hmm. mostly in the U S but my mm-hmm. friend did, for example, my friend did an internship in Nigeria. I don't want to state where, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> because yeah, confidentiality, but then she, she, like, she used to tell me all the time that, she really thinks that this is exploitation, like this is slave labor, basically, mm-hmm. because she she was like every single day. First of all, they expected them to work full hours, eight a.m. Mm-hmm. to five p.m. Mm-hmm. every day. They basically did work that was substantial to the company in the sense mm-hmm. that without those interns, their company would not run the same. Mm-hmm. Three, they also verbally abuse them every day basically they're like you guys are lucky that you're here each day mm-hmm. they will keep reminding them that um mm-hmm. see you better thank god you're here you're not paying me you're verbally abusing me what why yeah. am i yeah like i and I like mean, a lot of the internships in nigeria you're probably like not a lot i i can't speak for it i haven't done an internship in nigeria mm-hmm. but i think that a lot is just to be like a personal assistant ra- rather than actually learn the trade do you get what I mean? So they're yeah, not so, regulated at all. Yeah, so I mean, I can talk about Oh, So let's, first, let me talk about that to say, one, everything I talk about is based on U.S. and United States culture, right? Yes. That's one. Two, we already know Nigeria's culture. Nigeria doesn't have a minimum wage. I'm not going to start with that, right? I mean, we, we have, have a, culture. well, yeah. it's not enforced. I get what you mean. And exactly. It's, and so it's, it's actually rubbish it's anyways. Yeah, so if it's not enforced, then it's not basically, well, why is it law and law? Because people are actually going to hold you accountable for it. To hold you accountable for it, then it's useless. Yes. One. So I'll leave all of that to you. So going back, one, this is, and I don't want to be rude to your friend, but one, this is an isolated situation in which you are mentioning. That's not in true. The situation um, accompli- I, that's not true because when I look on Twitter, I'm, yeah. I know maybe Twitter is not a good demographic, but it, yeah, it but really does give you an like a glimpse into what is going on. There's a lot mm-hmm. of people outraged at internships in Nigeria, especially because people ca- are there's really really poor people. Like the system yeah. does not help people out, and yeah. then you expect people from poverty to come to internships. Then they're mm-hmm. now not learning anything. They are paying transport fare to get there. You are not mm-hmm. paying them for that. You get. I mean, so I don't think her case was an isolated. I mean, yeah, so here's what I tell you about that is that, and I always say this this is my first thing one, everybody who applies for an unpaid internship applies willingly. And I think, two, everybody who stays in an unpaid internship stays. 
willingly. Does that mean they are not being exploited? Okay, so yeah, so you mentioned that the person is being exploited. If you feel that you are being exploited in your workplace, leave. True. If I feel like I'm disrespecting my workplace, I'll leave. If I feel like I'm disrespecting your friendship, I'll leave. So if you feel like, the, if you feel, and this is why it's called cost-benefit analysis, if you like basically the significance, the gain you will get from this unpaid internship is less than the worth of all the work and stress you are doing, then you dip. Nobody's going, if a company, I tell you, they will replace you on the line. There are other people that they are willing to do all this other stuff to for free. To be honest, so leave. It's not me being rude, but it's honestly me. I will, at a point in time, I took an internship slightly, and I felt like, what the heck am I doing here, right? For like a good, maybe two, three weeks, I was, no, for like two weeks, I was at the internship, I was like, what am I doing here? I don't feel like I'm doing anything I left. You know your value, you know your self-worth. You're not going to stay at an internship or somewhere, or somewhere that's sketchy. Even here in the U.S., you hear about how they're talking about some people and that they, they take coffee. Like yeah, like they deliver coffee, coffee and stuff, right? Oh, yeah. actually, that's not the kind of internship I'm talking about. I'm talking about someone that gives you actual real skills and benefits. So yeah, so in regards to that, is that section of unpaid internship garbage? Yeah, sure. But, yeah, but when you can sit down and you can, like, I have documents that I obviously keep from internships, stuff I wrote, I keep it and I can print that down. If I can print that and show somebody who I'm working with that, heck yeah, this is what you do, this is what I've done, is the exact same thing. Uh. Sure, it's, and literally, that's what it's about. The same way you write your paper, because you can't take an exam to somebody in an interview and say, here's my exam score, they're cares about your exam score in an interview. But if you take a paper that you've written on something, because I don't know what kind of engineers you are, you take that kind of paper, you show them that that's isn't that the intelligence that they want to see, the fact that you can write. And to me, I always tell you that, and this is something that's an issue with a lot of colleges, and that's why they have like career centers and so on and so forth, is that college teaches you how to be a good student. Mm-hmm. How to be an exceptional student. If you go from college, if you're a good college, not all colleges are like this, but if you go from a good college to a grad school, right? Yeah. You'll probably be perfectly fine. There's no issue. But going from a college and undergrad to a working environment can and will blow your mind. All the stuff that they keep talking about, teamwork, and everybody hates teamwork, and working on group projects because people suck, that is life. You will yeah. work on lots of projects with people that suck. That is part of life. That's what I'm saying. It's just transferable skills. I mean, it's, that's what I say about all this stuff. To me, at the end of the day, yeah. Do you know much, how much money some people were making? People were making 10 grand over the summer. Mm. Man, they're broke. And I had friends making $10,000 over the summer. Man, they were buying a car. And uh, they stretching your leg. <laughs> but we thank God, we have car. No, literally, I'm not going to be a joke. But we thank God, we have car. So it's like, at the end of the day, and I keep telling people, it's, you have to work with vision and force when you're doing stuff like, it shouldn't go on unpaid internship because like, you know, it looks good. Oh, you have a reason why you are doing this. When I left the federal government is when I saw the internship. And yeah, part of the reason why I was talking, you know, like they gave a stipend, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Maryland General Assembly gave me about $1,600, right? I also actually used it to pay my debt. It was like $1,000. I just used it to pay it off my debt, right? Yeah. Congress gave me, they gave me about $500 as a stipend, right? Okay. Not a lot of money to work, but at the end of the day, the better than being paid after me. Nothing, right? So Congress gave me that as well. But at the end of the day, the benefits, unless you want to talk about it, the value and economics, they put value to things that can't be tangible, right? The value of the of the experience I got from Congress or I got from the Maryland General Assembly, right? If I could put that in monetary value, and I think that's what some people want, to put that in monetary value was worth more than $1,000. That's my personal belief on it. More than thousands of dollars, because at the end of the day, it is, that's how I feel about it. It's like I have a seal from the United States Congress. If I walk anywhere, anybody can recognize what this is. When I put that on my LinkedIn, somebody can look at it and say, you are the United States Congress. Everybody knows what the heck that is. The same way I talk about if you are JP Morgan, if you are Boeing, if you are Goldman Sachs. It's some of the reasons why you do some of this stuff. And I tell you, it's not all internships are crazy. Sometimes you don't do any work. 
I will try to be rude. But you're an intern. If people are treating you well, they will treat you. They will give you enough work to teach you, right? Yeah. But they don't give you all the horrible stuff that you have to do. There's still people have of interns is less in a good company, right? Mm. Is less than what they would give you as an actual coworker. If you're working the same amount of stress as an actual coworker and an intern, it's a question mark. But I was, as I said, I was working hard. I had my days in which I worked hard, right? But it wasn't like how I work it now when I'm getting paid, when there's bread on the table. My friend who was interning for Jake Morgan doing something, they worked in for the money. <laughs> this guy didn't go to Jamie Morgan to be sitting down there. It worked, they worked these people for their money. Yeah, and, and, and I, but then, I mean, just to go on that though, they work them for their money, but then because they're paying you, they're expecting more from you. But then the more they expect from you, the more experience you are getting. Do you get it? So I, don't, like, I, don't, I mean, to an extent, to an extent, I mean, I, I'm just saying, I feel like they have more incentive to give you work. Like, you know how in Nigeria, for instance, okay, mm-hmm. I keep using Nigeria because I'm yeah. sure this happens everywhere where they basically are not teaching you much and they don't feel motivated to give you any work that is meaningful. Maybe you're just grabbing coffee or something um, because they're not paying you. Do you know what I mean? If I am paying you, no. I will give you work to do. Yeah, but let's step back from that. And I keep, and I think the issue that we're having here is that you've heard a lot of bad scenarios and bad circumstances in which because they exist. Yeah, and they exist. That's perfectly fine. If you want to say that, you can say that about anywhere. You can say that you can get a paid internship for your work like a dog and work twelve hours a day because there are people who actually do work twelve hours a day. Hmm. You can talk about that. You can talk about so many other stuff. My thing is, yes, that does exist. But that's why you do your research. That is why you honestly do your research about these people. Do you think you're going to go to? Do you think I go to a company and say I want to work for you and not know your background, know who works, and know other things that happen there? Mm-hmm. Heck no! You do your research. You think everybody that's going to offer me money that is going to say I'm going to go so I can be work like a slave and work 80 hour weeks? No, you do your research, and I think that's where you honestly have to be proactive about something. You think it's every offer, every job offer that comes to you that you should accept? No. So my thing is, yeah. So yeah, there are unpaid internships that are extremely horrible. Yeah. I have heard, I've heard from situations of people in which it's like, yeah, I didn't feel like I was utilized or whatever, right? Yeah. When you do your research and you place yourself in an environment that you know you are going to be given work, of course. Of course. Of course you'll be given work. I would not hire an intern if I didn't have work to give him. If I did not feel like I could teach him something, why would I hire you? I always work with people. And yeah, I work for offices in which, yeah, because like all the people I'm working for are black. I'm not going to go into all this black, white nonsense and how white people may not care about you. But basically... <laughs> I work for people that I know are actually going to add value to me when I'm talking to them. That's what you ask in the interview. You think the interview is only about... I always tell you, interview is a two-way thing. People don't know their worth. Interview is a two-way thing. The same way they're asking you, what can you bring to them? What can they bring to you? What is their value to you? Because if you don't interview an office and they're going to tell you... Because you ask them straight up, what am I going to be doing on a day-to-day basis? It's one of the questions you ask. And it also shows they are proactive. And they're telling you, well, we don't have a lot of stuff to do, blah, 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 dip. What the heck are you there? <laughs> Why are you driving there if they're not going to give you anything to do? And it's called, that's why I talk about being proactive. You got to know, you got to do your research, you got to know who you're talking to. I knew that during the Maryland General Assembly, they introduced 1,500 bills in the legislative session over about three to four months. This is obviously going to be work for me to do. When I asked them in my interview what I'm going to do, they said research, they said this and that. And I was doing exactly what they said I would be doing. You have to ask. And it's like people, are, and that's why I keep telling you, it's not an easy world. We are going to wake up and everything is going to be fine. And Dan, you're going to get exactly what you want. Sometimes you have to search for it. Yeah, that, but, all, yes, that all makes sense. Just on what you were saying, it, it is hard work. I, I mean, I understood before this, obviously, that unpaid internships were worth it and everything. But I guess what I'm starting to see is just, 
in, in a way that it, it is what it is. I get what you mean. But then I still am not convinced that the system in and of itself is, is fair. And I mean, no, life oh, oh. is not fair. But then do you then think because of my mindset, do you think millennials, and I use this loosely because people keep saying millennials, whatever. But yeah. like, do you think millennials are entitled? Are, are we an entitled generation to even think this? Because prior to this generation, I mean, unpaid internships have been going on for a really long time. But then mm-hmm. to want to change this system, do you think that's being entitled? Absolutely not. Like as I said, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is the youngest woman to serve in Congress. She's 29 years old. She's paying her into 15 bucks an hour. She said it to herself the exact same thing that you were saying, that people who have the money to do it, do it, right? Yeah. To go for interviews and unpaid because it doesn't really matter to them. They're not sacrificing anything or a livelihood. Mm-hmm. Right. I agree. The system is wrong. I'm never going to question that. I think everybody should be paid for their own labor, right? Yeah. And get experience. That's what I believe. But, oh, well, that's what it's, I want it to be fixed. But for right now, Knowing that the system is broken, a lot of American system is broken. Lots of things in this world are broken and wrong, right? How yeah. can I make the best out of a broken situation? I didn't go to Congress to work for Congress because, yeah, I didn't think Congress is amazing at all, right? But I didn't go to Congress to work for Congress. I wanted to be somebody's unpaid slave. <laughs> I went there because I knew if I got the experience I got from here, it could push me to so many other places. And it did. Yeah. That's, and that's why that's I'm saying it's, it all comes down to a matter of perspective. And yeah, and I sometimes I do wish, yeah, I wish if I, I think if I, like one of my guys, he was working on paid, right? And the guy got his fa- first paid internship, right? After like two or three times. I was like, yeah, I'm not working on paid anymore. Mm-hmm. The money has opened his eyes, you know what I mean? <laughs> but he reached the point in which his body, body could open his eyes. Yeah. yeah. Like me right now, if I go back to college for a master's degree, would I want an unpaid internship? No. I already sweated it out. I don't want to go back. You got to be, I already sweated it out. I don't want to go back again. I don't want to regress, depending on where it's at, right? I don't want to regress. Right? But then, to be honest, if I have to regress and then suck it up again, I'll suck it up. Make make more money later. And and I'm not trying to brag. I can live alone. I have my own apartment. I have my own car. Right? I pay all my bills on time. I'm going to send money back to my parents. Right? You know what I mean? Like, I have the ability to be independent. independent black man. No. No, I'm like, just aside, like, I have the ability to be independent, but independence didn't come without the hard work and sacrifice and suffering. Mm. Like, and I think that's where the issue at hand is. And I think, and I think the entitlement sometimes comes from the fact that people think because I struggle to do college, and I think that's like the entitlement that I should now be 100% success. No, look at life and look at all the people who have made it. It's perseverance, it's hard work, it's struggling. Yeah. <laughs> it's really, like, how many people do you know who are rich? Like, many people who are rich will say, I was broke, I had no food. The woman, Alexander Ocasio Cortez, who I'm talking about who is running for Congress, is eating ramen noodles and campaigning. Yeah. Eating ramen noodles, of, like she's in Congress with people who are billionaires and she's eating ramen. But I'm not going to say that, yeah, because I'm, what? Because I'm not rich. Or because, because I'm not rich now, I shouldn't do this stuff because, oh, it's favors the rich people. Heck no, I'm going to work. Mm. I'm going to work my butt off. I mean, we're Nigerians. Nigerians, we, we are, I'm not honestly, like, we are accustomed to suffering. It's very untrue. It's honest truth. We're accustomed to suffering, but we know that we will suffer. And when the reward comes, we will eat. <laughs> How we eat? Who cares about the suffering where we've had? Who cares? To be honest, and that's my personal belief on it. I always just try to show my perspective on this stuff. But that's my personal belief. Yeah. And I wish I had more opportunities to make more money on this stuff, but now I'm fine, so I really don't care. 
Yeah. I just hope, like, listeners hearing this, that they'd be able to take, like, weigh their options, basically. Because I know a lot of people are either on paid internships or I have to, I must be paid. I just hope people are able to just weigh their options. Not think that unpaid internships are their only options, is all I'm saying. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. I mean, I try, I try, to, I try to all. Yeah. That's my thing. I don't think that suffering is just a lifestyle that you should get before you can succeed. I mean, what if you apply to a paid internship and you did get one? Oh, no, no. Here's what what I say. Apply to paid. Apply to unpaid. If paid calls you back, if only unpaid gets you back up on the night. Yeah. That's my perspective on it. I applied to both. When I took all the L's and the paid, you carried your paid. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's like, and here's the thing about making money during the interns. If you are working a minimum wage job, making, I don't know what the heck the minimum wage in Canada is, but if you're making a minimum wage job, right? Yeah. You make it for the duration of the three months' time, right? That one is going to finish. Hmm. And you're back in the same space you were. Yeah. With the same new experience. With the same, I don't have something that can stand out. It's like when you're writing your resume, right? And as part of what we do is resume writing, you've got to size what you are doing. Even if it wasn't as big as you, you've got to size it, right? Yeah. When you write your resume, is what they used to pick you for an interview. If you're not attractive enough on the resume to even be picked for the interview, it's a question. It's a very big problem for you. Yeah. And I think that's where it has to come down. So I did this like when people saw my resume and looked at me, it's like, dang, this guy knows what he's doing because he has blah, 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 blah. And then when I, because I'm charismatic enough when I come in, I know I can, you know, talk to you nicely and all this other stuff. But then if I don't have the opportunity to even talk to you, then what the heck is the point? Mm. You got to say, yeah. So that's my feelings. On it, like apply to, apply, like people apply to hundreds of places, man. When it comes to internship, people apply to fifty internships. People apply to all this other stuff, but it's where you get your opportunity to shine that you take. When life gives you, when life gives you lemons, it doesn't matter if level has money. The level is paying you ten dollars an hour, and level is paying you take it, do the best with the opportunity, and then move. Three months goes by fast. I kid you not. Yeah, yeah. Three months goes by fast, and at the end of the day, the experience stays with you forever. That is that all. Sense. Yeah, that makes sense. It all makes sense. So yeah. like, just um, made me want to go apply for more internships. More unpaid internships. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm definitely. I was talking from more of a system thing. I I, I encourage people to yeah. go apply for internships and by any means <laughs> possible, to be honest. But yeah, do you want to tell us a bit about your podcast? Oh, thank. Thing. Yeah, so yeah. Um, so Cause you, you did pod- talk about it in the beginning. But- yeah, so I started a podcast titled um, Stories from 96. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play. also have a website and it's all over my social media. Get it. But, um, yeah. <laughs> but despite all that, so I've, as I said, I used to talk a lot in, at the University of Maryland. I was an ambassador. I gave like one of the commencement speech at one of the graduations. And I've always liked to share my experiences about my life. I always just try to encourage people because when I was going through a lot of stuff and when I was younger in college, there were always people who were trying to like push me forward and give me advice. And I feel like sharing that same kind of advice with the world. Mm-hmm. Also, wanted to have a platform which I could talk about my faith, talk about Christianity in a manner of how it actually helped me to get to where I am and how it actually isn't, in a sense, what all this religion of going to Sunday, Sunday, but actually being vulnerable and actually putting faith into practice works because I honestly worked in my life. Mm-hmm. So that's what I talk about. So my first episode was talking about the pressure to succeed and how being the last born in the family of Nigerians, how I was able to manage the expectations of my parents and the expectations of myself and the expectations from other people. 
I also talked about my experience with like racism and microaggressions at the University of Maryland campus because I'm a Nigerian immigrant and sometimes people are really surprised by how intelligent I am because I'm Nigerian or because I'm black or whatever. Yeah. Then I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, because of it, yeah, I know, to, to this day, sometimes it still blows me some of the stories I have to say. Of, yeah. Yeah. But no, um, do you have social media where they can find you, ask you questions if they have further questions or anything? Um, yeah, so I mean, it's fine. So my social media is literally my name, Tolu Abare. Could you spell um, that? T-O-L-U-O-B-A-L-A-D-E. All right. Thank you so much. You guys can find him. Go stalk him. Yeah. Find independent black man. And also, a call to the listeners. I wanted to get opinions on you listeners. Do you guys think unpaid internships are good? Do you think they are bad? Let us know on our Twitter page. As always, it's at Pod on Twitter, on Instagram. That's a thing that we're doing this year. Please follow our Instagram. And yeah, before we go though, there's a thing we are starting this season, Lessons from the Week. But I'm going to let Tolu go. So it's just basically where we talk about just anything that you learned from the week um, and that you would like to share. Oh, interesting. Um, so what did I learn this week? I mean, I learned that despite the fact that I advocate for unpaid internships, that the system of unpaid internships in itself is wrong. And in some situations, it could honestly be negative and it could have difficulties. But I think in life that there is nothing that is certain. There is nothing that is 100%. There is nothing that is going to make you a success or make you a millionaire or whatever. But I do believe that you have to try and you have to persevere, and you have to work hard, and you have to keep doing things until you succeed. Mm. And at the end of the day, bro, I always say this, the trauma of the stuff that you have to go through, when you get to the destination, eventually you forget it. My sister always tells me, when you wrote your first exam in college, do you remember how horrible it was? And that's a point in time to go, I don't remember what it was. Yeah. Don't remember what it was, don't remember what I got, but at the end of the day, do I have the grade? Yes. Does the grade lead to the degree? Yes, that's what matters. Yeah. End goal. So that's just my perspective. Yeah, it's the, that's just like the last thing I have to say. Results that matter. How about you, Hadisa? Um, I learned that you have to learn. You have to learn to sell yourself because you could be doing a lot of work and you could be putting in a lot of effort. But if you don't know how to talk about the things you have done, and if you don't know how to sell your success, uh, your successes to other people and your work, essentially, you would never be taken serious. And um, whether it's at uh, work whether you have like a personal business or whatever you're working on, you just need to know how to put it out there and then make sure that people hear you and see you and understand what you're doing properly. Mm. That's what I learned this week. Mm. It's from one of our conversations. I just wanted to add to that, although it's not my lesson from the week though, Mm -hmm. I think it's especially important for girls because it's kind of something we're talking about. We were saying guys just know how to sell themselves. And this is a generic thing generically speaking yeah because no it it doesn't apply in all cases but guys are generally taught to be more vocal than girls so um i think it's really important to see where in your life you are very qualified yet you undersell yourself so yeah 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 my lesson from the week is generic always always i always give lessons that like i feel like everyone knows yeah so they're always generic but my lesson from the week was basically about giving 
I'm a student, so therefore I'm broke because they are synonymous. <laughs> but um, I saw somewhere and I was like, okay, I just need to give to this cause basically. Mm-hmm. And it was really crazy because like immediately I gave, I just looked at my email and my brother sent me money immediately oh. after. Yeah. And it's like, okay, yeah, shout out to my brother. <laughs> Mark, if you're listening to this, God you're bless real you. One. You're a real one. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was just, it was crazy. And I feel like just seeing it, I was just like, I mean, it doesn't always work like that. It's not that apparent um, ever, usually. But it's it's still a really good thing. Like, I'm not saying, like, give every drop of your blood, like, when you can't afford it or whatever. But, yeah, the rule of karma, you know, good things come around. But, yeah, that is our episode for this week. Thank you so much, Tolu, for coming on. Thank you. No problem. Yeah. And I, we hope you all have a really good week ahead. At least the rest of the week. Bye.